Rouge smells like shame and daddy issues. Uh oh. Like I smell like alcohol and bad decisions. We can get along. It's October 27, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, Encounter number 68, and resyncing all our cycles. I'm Abel Kirby. And screwing up all day, every day, I'm Cold Acid. With an itch in the back of his throat that only the inevitable heat death of the universe could scratch, this is Booberry. Woo! Everybody, yeah, quit! welcome to the show, <laughs> Booberry. Booberry! <laughs> and the chat room goes nuts. <laughs> <laughs> they love boobs. Hey, I love boobs too. They, I heard someone on the radio, they said, the, the only things that have never let me down are uh, America and boobs. Hey, now wait till those boobs. boobs are older. Wait till they're older. <laughs> oh my God! Then we'll have boobs on the ground. Hey, we had boobs on the ground last night. I heard your appearance, Mister Booberry Mothman, uh, of the Miniocalypse. I heard you uh, on Bowl After Bowl doing your uh, yeah. remote report. Yeah, boobs on the ground drove an hour and twenty minutes south of here. Checked out the uh, hemp maze we were passing down that way a couple a uh, couple weeks ago to. Uh, check out a wedding party with some with some friends, and uh, on the way down, I saw fucking hemp plants and hemp signs. I was like, I got to go check that out. And uh, nice. Took a weekend and told Spencer, Hey, I'm gonna try and interview this guy because I've I've never done anything like that before, and it sounded like a lot of fun. Oh yeah. So uh, that came out well. Yeah. Hey, it paid well. off. Thank you. I, I kind of want to try and do that for some of these shows that uh, I've been checking out around Minneapolis. I just get cold feet. Uh, you know, if someone, someone was to listen to it that was featured in the interview and was less infused by the type of show that we, uh, that we do. So I'm kind of chewing on it. Ah, see, well. see what we can do with it. You're going to become a fearless reporter. I can tell you're going to be in there, the mic in the guy's face, asking the hard questions. No one else will ask. You're already <laughs> better than like all of <laughs> explain tower seven to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't explain that. Uh, but I can't explain that I do have a can of Budweiser because <laughs> I nice. I got cold feet yeah. on finding an exotic drink. So good old red red can of Bud. I am drinking hey, hot hey, coffee. Come again, no. cold acid, raspberry peach from Brickwork Cider House. Ah, the cider. The brickwork cider that fixes premium craft ciders, small batch and slow fermented. Oh, that's gonna so fix. You know it's you know it's hipster approved. Is it a little little sticky? You know, could it stick all the broken parts back together if you if it got you know on everything? <laughs> you just poured it right into there. <laughs> yep. It's not too bad. It's it's definitely not the best cider I've had. But oh it, man, it's drinkable. <laughs> it's, I do like a good cider. I like a good mead too. Actually, all I drank uh, Saturday night was a shot of moonshine and like nine ciders. I was feeling pretty good. Oh man, that's quite is... a few ciders. It is. <laughs> if you're drinking, if you're drinking along with us, uh, you might be in the chat room. We have a room at rareencounter.net. Um, I think there's a link to the chat room there, but it's uh, irc.zero.net is the IRC server that room is rare encounter. And we're streaming from the Rare Encounter stream, which is on our website. We're also streaming on the No Agenda stream. And you can listen to us. Yeah, you're double-button it. Uh, we're double-button it. Like I said, my butt's wiped. The 
little little <laughs> caveat I have is I was going to announce the show email, but I couldn't get my show email to work. And so I didn't bug Cold Acid about it beforehand, and I'm probably not really bugging them now. I, I don't care if it works or not. But I'm pretty sure it's just a forwarder, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not forwarding. <laughs> that's the problem. I don't get well, anything. That's weird. I sent test emails to myself and never showed up. So um, whatever. I don't know where it uh, forwards to. I might to. have to contact DreamHost support. Ah, uh, well. Um, I think we had some uh, producers and donations here. I have in my rundown. We, yeah, we don't have any. We don't have any donations this week. Mm-hmm. But I did forget to mention last week that we did receive another nice big donation from Sir Jimmy of the Hollow Books. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was our executive producer for last week's episode. And because I screwed up so hard, he is also this week's executive producer. Yay! So my apologies, <laughs> Sir Jimmy, for fucking up once again. Yeah. He's got a streak going, right? Yeah, he's been on well, until episode. He did not donate today. Mm. He uh, he's been very uh, kind of quiet about uh, the show. I guess he he mentioned us on his website, and I enjoyed it. I had no idea that he was listening, but apparently he does. I got some notes from a couple other people. I want to. I won't out them. I don't want to embarrass them in front of their friends who also said they listened to us. Uh, and I got you know that means the world to me when you hear someone actually listens to the show and. I, Honestly, I don't know how many people listen or how many people uh, download or anything like that. So I have absolutely no clue unless you either send us a donation or you tell me. <laughs> the only way I know. More, th- more than more than we should have for for our quality. Ah, for well, my quality. Don't worry, least. we'll scare them off eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you All know, right. uh, you know, a good avenue to get some of those voices recognized. Uh, what avenue would that be? Boostagrams, baby. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. You know, what if we had uh, value enabled? <laughs> yeah, wow. If only if only Cold Acid had a node of his own. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. Mm. We're doing Boostagrams. Don't on- worry. I'm 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 getting I'm getting good money soon. I will I will order another pie and another SSD and set up my node already. Blockchain, baby. And then I, this could be this could be you. Boost me, bitch. Boost me, bitch. How'd you like that boost bait? <laughs> I, I got some submissions. Oh, get boost actually... me, baby. Boost me. Oh yes, boost me. Yeah. <laughs> if only you could. I mean, we. I wish we had a value tag. That would be great. Unfortunately, we're not set up for that yet. Uh, but Ablecraft, when we get boostograms, it's like boobs. You do. You're figuring out boostograms, right? Uh, yes, uh, okay. Sir Spencer has showed me his uh, method for the base decoder. Isn't it kind of exciting when you get it? And you, you, it's like Christmas. You're opening this thing up for the first time, and it's surprise. It's a boostagram. I love it. It's, it's a great feeling. It's uh, I, I can't really compare it to anything else that uh, that I've worked on or been involved with. It's uh, you know, it's one part that dopamine dump from getting the you know like notification, but. It's communication with someone that's listening to something that you put out with mm-hmm. your friends, you know. Yeah, so, I love it. It's cool. I love it. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna flip up on its head when uh when they hit that live tag and get that ready to rock and roll. I am really looking forward to that. And I saw some dissenters. I saw someone, and I won't even say their name. I won't dignify them on uh, podcastindex.social saying, 
Well, I don't think we should focus on the live tag. I mean, podcasts, they don't do anything live with chat anyway. And all I could think is, all my friends do that. That's what we do, man. That's the cool <laughs> part about podcasting right now is we get the live show. You got us. We got the chat room yelling at us, saying boost and yeah, hose. Our, you know? our, our show's, in fact, best listened to live. <laughs> it's uh, best listened to. Because, uh, because then you can actually troll us as we're doing the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> Well, we got some news to come through. Uh, we'd like to cover a couple stories on here. And, Cole, I know you had a catastrophic um, failure before we started the show, but there was one story that you you and I both had in common. Uh, do you want to bring it anyway? Yeah, so apparently Kellogg's is getting sued because there's not enough strawberries in their Pop-Tarts. Yeah, Pop-Tarts. Man, heart attack and a bad I found this story, and I was like, yeah, this is definitely rare encounter material. And then when going through Abel's notes to get things put together for tonight's show, funny enough, he had a, he had a different article about the same thing. And it's like, well, we definitely have uh, unhealthy breakfast pastries on the mind. <laughs> yeah. So the bottom line is this, what's her name? A- Ashley Profit? It's basically her name's a- Ashley Profit, which I think is funny. Uh, from North Carolina, isn't saying that there's no strawberries inside there, but she's saying there's a very minuscule amount of strawberry. And uh, that's the basis for this lawsuit. There's a Wall Street Journal article, which I, the damn paywall won't let me through, so I can't open it and reference it on the on the air, but I don't think there's much more to the so story from than the, that. From the article that I read, from the article that I read, there, it's a three three people coming forward via a class action troll firm so like this is a law firm that just like files class action suits all the time just finds some people who are complaining about something and then like throwing lawsuits against the court and seeing which ones stick but yeah it's it's true we definitely need more strawberries in pop tarts yep. i could use more raspberries in them myself <laughs> I, I got two specific thoughts about this one uh, first, Pop-Tarts are my usual go-to source of nutritional intake. Um, so I find this to be well, very, they're, they're very important. I don't know about nutritional. <laughs> they, they have 100% of your uh, daily recommended value of sprinkles. Yes, and uh, I like the cherry Fair ones. Enough. And second, did they try replacing the strawberries with uh, Subway tuna? <laughs> oh, God. Are you no, that that's like that's like a recipe for disaster. You're making and then it? they could and then they could be like, well, these tuna pop tarts don't have enough tuna in them. <laughs> oh, that's gross. A tuna pop tart. I go there. There are ravioli. Isn't that the what they say about them? Pop tarts or raviolis? I, uh, you know, I, I, I guess be it, surprised. It, it fits. You know, they're they're kind of they're more pastry than than a pasta. I'd say. Uh, more pastry than pasta. More pastry than they're, pasta. They're not bread, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Just like just like the so-called bread at Subway, they're pastries. Yeah. Sweet bread. Sweet bread. Sugar bread. Yeah. I also really like the s'mores ones. Those are good too. <laughs> you know, Pop Tarts are sort of beginner's food, and I prefer toaster strudels, but that's just me. Oh, so you are a bougie bitch. Yeah. Get that frosting. Sometimes Sometimes I put two packs of frosting on one toaster strudel. 
This man is a rebel. Oh, gee, he yeah. cannot be stopped. Let them eat cake. That's what I say. <laughs> L- listen to th- listen to this elite, huh? <laughs> they're they're yeah, gonna but... they're gonna put you they're gonna put you in the guillotine first, man. Oh, damn. Well, speaking of terrible food, <laughs> uh, I brought another story. This was from Mel Magazine. I don't even know why I brought it. I don't like Mel Magazine, but. Uh, it's a stoop. It's another stupid throwaway food story. This is about a guy named Dylan who has a year pass to Six Flags, and he's been doing this. It seems like for a while. And seven years, I think it was. All he does is he eats there because part of the pass is you get unlimited access to the park, but you also get a certain amount of food per day or per visit. And so he's been gaming this to go and have a basically save on his grocery bills by just eating at Six Flags all the time. In their food court. And so this is, I made a joke about Pop-Tarts causing heart attacks, but I think this might actually do it. Eating at a theme park. Oh, you know day. how old this guy is? Uh, 33. He's 33, isn't he? Yep. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So we did a story a little while ago about the Six Flags Unlimited Pass um, cost. And I'm trying to remember what that, when the hell we did that. But I think it came off from Grumpy Old Ben's. Then we recovered it here, and it was about a a lawsuit about uh, the the all access pass not giving all access. I think was was the the deal. Hmm. I don't know if I remember that story specifically, but I do have experience in this realm. I worked at a theme park for on and off again for about three years. Yeah, and had a lot of theme park food. It's uh, you know, kudos to this well, guy if he was able to buy a house and get married and save all this money. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> it hurts me. I'm not going to lie. It hurts, but, uh, Hey, you know, fucking seven bucks is seven bucks. <laughs> yeah. He, he definitely, he definitely figured out, uh, a great scheme to eat for cheap. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the only reference to six flags I can find is actually the, the spin sanity ride that was, uh, vibrating. It was Harley Quinn's vibrator. It was from that episode so long ago. But that wasn't it. That wasn't the story. Man, I'm being let down by my show note search. I thought it would run in real time. It's not doing it. Oh, well, so that's that's it. And he had some commentary in the article where he said, well, when I first started this, they only had basically hamburgers and pizza. And, and you know, the one thing he pointed out, which I thought sounded delicious at first, was the Thanksgiving hot dog. Oh yeah, theme park hot dogs. Can't yeah. go wrong there. <laughs> it's a it's a big old hot dog and it's got stuffing, cranberry sauce, and mayonnaise on it. And it's good lord. It sounded like it was I don't oh, it was a turkey hot dog, I should point out, uh, to fit the Thanksgiving theme. And it sounded like it'd be good to have once. And it's probably the kind of hot dog that tastes it's it's good, and then by the time you get to the last two bites, you're kinda over it. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> allegedly it, they they started bringing in other uh vegan options and things like oh you can get a, a vegetarian burger a veggie burger or something like that it's just okay now i have some variety yeah they cooked up all the cardboard that the, the food came <laughs> in and started serving that yeah. <laughs> uh, all i can say about theme park food is is uh you know it looks really good on the front end but you keep coming back and you keep looking at it and it just gets less and less appetizing. Yeah. And by the end of my tenure there, I don't think I was really eating all that much. I was slamming like seven full throttles a day. Oh, God. <laughs> you got one of these, 
Not not walking out with a bag of orange peanuts every night. Oh man, <laughs> circus peanuts! You're still alive? <laughs> that just—you know, those things aren't peanuts, right? They—it's oh, the styrofoam. They're, they're just—they're just. Are they styrofoam? I thought they were supposed to be marshmallow, but some of that circus food. I'll I'll put that in with theme park food. The cotton candy, not a fan. Oh yeah, Orange cotton peanuts, candy. Cotton candy can get really nasty. Snow cones too. Yeah. What uh, I learned that. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I just I I figured that out from uh, working with Feld Entertainment when uh, most of their money came from the merchandise or the food stands, and I can't tell you how many times uh sugar and the sugar juice for the snow cones got into uh, electric plugs and just oh. totally fried the thing. So it's just this like sugary melted plastic mess. <laughs> Why are all these bees hovering around the socket? Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> it's disgusting. The, uh, on the topic of circuses, you brought a circus uh, story, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I did actually. Did you a repeat uh, to this one? Yeah, so uh, back in, what was this, 2017, four years ago? Yeah, 2017, um, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey, owned by Feld Entertainment, uh, operating for 150 years at this point at least, um, they had to finally shut the circus down because of all of the heat that they were getting from animal rights activist groups like PETA, and uh, you know that was really kind of... Uh, curb stomping the ticket sales and they were just you know hemorrhaging money trying to keep this uh, circus going and ended up shutting down but it sounds like Ringling Brothers is coming back in 2023 really? With Sans no, animals no animals eh? Uh, sorry let me what was the well, I want to get the actual boring. quotes I want to get the actual quotes. Uh, the circus returns without non-consenting animals. Oh, so if the animal consents, it's okay. I get it. They're libertarians now. If the animal consents, it's okay. I've worked with a lot I of stations you, I've, over I've the years. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The world would be better if we fed all the PETA people to cannibals. Well, PETA's a whole other fucking can of worms, realistically. Uh Bush Gardens, that theme park I was telling you about, they're out of that area of Norfolk, Virginia, I, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's stories of PETA running into people's yards and, and grabbing animals, dogs specifically, that are leashed up and kidnapping them and putting them down because they deemed that a better, uh, better fate for the animal than being enslaved to a human. Oh, boy. Like, so they just the leader your dog. Yeah. You know, and they consider that humane. Not, uh, yeah. There, there's, there's a, a great reason for gun ownership and so uh, when when some crazy lefty fuck tries doing that you can blow them away and then hey your dog's got free fresh meat oh god i mean even the even the ceo uh she wants after she's dead to be ground up and put into glue you know have her bones ground so she <laughs> at least she's not gonna get put yeah, in these, these people these people are not sane. They are they are mentally ill. They're getting ground up and put in a pop tart. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Peta <Pita -tart. laughs> yeah, tart. Oh, I like what Sir Bemro said. Why wait until she's dead? <laughs> I don't think she's going into the pop tart or the pita part. <laughs> pita tart living. Pita tarts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pop tart. Pop tart. Uh, how do you say a pita hot pocket? 
Peanut pocket. Peanut pot. Pot top piccata pocket. Whatever the fuck it is. Wow. I don't, I don't know where uh, I was trying to go with that. So I'm imagining when Ringling comes back, uh, it's probably going to be more Cirque-ish. Uh, oh, God. There's already one Cirque de Soleil. We don't need another. Is the, Are they a very clown This is the country show? where Cirque de Soleil came from, and even we're sick of that bullshit. Uh, you know, I have not seen a Ringling show since I was a child. Uh, I never had the opportunity to work the circus. Um, although I've I've had good friends that were on the circus, you know, after we met or uh, had work on it previously. Um, here's my thing about the the animal quote unquote issue. I am fairly skeptical about all of the claims that PETA has made, especially I, I, it's not, it's sort of related, but do y'all remember that movie Blackfish? Uh, about about the, uh, the killer whale? Sea World, yeah. Yeah. I didn't see I it, mean, but I remember it existing. It's, it's just this uh, hyper emotional propaganda film because I just one, you hear stories uh, when you're working with all these stagehands, all right? And you, you, they tell you things like, uh, you know, the elephants would come through, you know, year after year and remember some of the people and uh, seem to display joy uh, when it came to performing. I, I, I don't know if that, it sounds kind of weird, but I just, I've always been in the mindset that these motherfuckers like Feld Entertainment would treat the animals better than the actual crew because that's what the people are there to see. And I just... I know there's a couple of videos uh, floating around. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't see these elephant abuse videos. Uh, I haven't seen them in a long time. I should say until I was looking back into this story. And there's only the one uh, set of them, and there's like five uh, same group of douchebags. Um, but I just, I don't think it was nearly as prevalent as groups like PETA have uh, have, have has accused Feld. And I just, I don't know. I don't think it's really gonna. Given and given it, that PETA members go around abducting people's pets, I have to th- I have to think that probably PETA agitators are probably the ones that are being most abusive to the animals in these circuses in the past. Fifth columnists, yeah, so, someone, uh, fifth columnists, <laughs> someone, it's not columnists. Fifth columnist is a completely different thing. Uh, it, so there's it, someone else too, by the way. <laughs> Agent provocateur. Agent provocateur. <laughs> well, if you want, uh, uh, oh, go ahead. I'll let you finish here, your point. Here, I got something else to say about elephants. I'll go to ahead. Be honest. Like, at least the at least these circus elephants aren't getting hunted and killed for their ivory so much that they're evolving to to not have tusks. Apparently, apparently, female African elephants are now are now more likely than not well not more likely than not but there's a there's a genetic mutation that's been spreading like wildfire through Africa where the female ele- elephants don't have tusks at all very interesting and the reason for this is because it's not it hasn't been a useful mutation in the past but with all the ivory poachers when they're, they don't have the tusks, they're not getting killed before they're able to have, before they're able to have little baby elephants of their own, and therefore 
this uh, this trait is essentially being is essentially being chosen through evolution. Right. It's putting a lot of pressure. The same gene by the the same gene by the way uh, for male elephants essentially kills them during gestation. Mm. And we actually have we actually have a copy of this gene as well. And in humans, at least in human women who have it, it reduces the amount of enamel their teeth have. Interesting. So we, yes. have, we have elephant genes. I found genes. this very interesting. I guess a lot of mammals have <laughs> shared genes, don't we? Hmm. One shady night in Bangkok with well, an elephant, you know what well, I'm saying? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, African, not, not Asian elephant. Oh. That'd have to be like one night in Nairobi. Okay. <laughs> Which doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it. One night in Nairobi and your tusk is gone. That's what I said. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of consenting animals, I have uh, I have a little quiz for us all. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I thought this would be fun to bring to the show. And uh, let, let me just ask you the uh, the question first. What's better than having a female with cascading quills? Two well, females with cascading quills. Cascading quills. <laughs> oh no! Let's uh, let's check in on the answer. I don't. I, I think that's that's a double rung. Let's check in on the answer. <laughs> How about a female with cascading quills and hair? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Yes, a hair a hairless woman, not so great unless you unless she's Delton. Mm. If she's Delton, then I'm down with it. Cascading quills, though. You think cascading quills would be good? I'm just confused. It's, it's a no, sexy feature? Not really. Well, let, me, I, let me shine. No, some... it would not be a sexy feature. Am I supposed if, to pull I mean, the hair or the quills? Cascading qu- yeah. <laughs> think about this. What if, what if those cascading quills were her muff? Imagine what would happen when you stick it in. Like, you oh, would Lord. shred your dick. <laughs> Go on. Yes, I can only get so horny. <laughs> oh, good God! All right. Yeah. So well, we- after that, you're not going to be. You're not going to have anything to get horny with. <laughs> All right. Here's my clips for tonight. Here's here's the intro. This may, maybe will clue you into what's going on. Here. Sonic the Hedgehog, one of the greatest and most attractive characters ever thought of. He can run at sound speed, take out enemies in a flash, and best of all, he's blue colored and knows how to handle the females. That is right. We are talking about he knows how to handle the females, the 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 females. Make sure you call it the females the entire time, because that's what this guy does. The females and the best females of the Sonic the Hedgehog universe uh, were collected into into a bin, a binder. And uh, we have the top 10 ready to uh, ready to uh, for us to guess. No, I'm not ready at all. But I bet I bet I know. I, I know who my number one is, at least. Uh, well, well, let's find out if that's true. Let's start with yeah, number... Num- number one Number one definitely has to be Amy Rose. Well, well, let's find out. Let's try number... I think you're going to be disappointed. Here's number, number 10. 10. Try this question on for size. Who chases and hugs Sonic all the time and wields a powerful hammer? Anyone. Oh, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Why, it's Amy Rose, of course. Hey, you Two used the wrong sound there. You should have used the, the, used the dr- ring. Fuck, sorry. What was that? <laughs> you should have used the ring, not the not the Mario coin. <laughs> you know, if only I had been told that we were doing a Sonic Hottest Characters quiz, I would have been a little more prepared. 
you can be prepared for anything on Rare Encounter. It's almost random encounter, but it's Rare Encounter. Uh, here's, I, I'm sorry I stepped on you. Here, here's the clip again. Why, it's Amy Rose, of course. Two things that make her attractive are the fact that she wears a dress, and when have you ever seen three big, very smooth arcs of hair sticking out of a person's forehead? You can't argue with that. You no, can't you, argue you with that. Can't argue with that. But she, you can argue with others being above her in the ranking. She 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 wears a dress. Okay, that's what makes her hot. Okay. Who's at number nine? It's this alien plant girl from a distant planet. Anyone? What? Oh man, I have no idea. <laughs> no, this, this, no idea. Some, some of these are left field. Here all, we go. All I really all know. Sonic all I really Cos know is Amy and Rouge. Cosmo from Sonic X. She doesn't do much. The real reason she lands at the number nine spot is that she becomes Miles Tails Prower's sweetheart. Something Tails needed for a long while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Tails long girlfriend. Everybody thought he was gay for Sonic for the longest time. <laughs> is Sonic X that four kids animation production? I lost track of it, but I think it is. Okay. Oh, boy. Just, just uh, let me let me let me consult the book of knowledge. And I will let you know. Okay, I'm going to just run down without doing Japanese the Japanese anime television series produced by TMS. I'm, I'm going to run down some of these without the question. I'm just going to play the answers to save time. So we got number eight. And yes, license, license by Fox. Er, <laughs> license by Fox. The fucking... My mouth is not working right today. <laughs> Nothing is working right. You're gonna have to ruin the heaven of your emotional corporatist crap. Cream the rabbit's mother, vanilla. She's attractive and is the size of an average human mother. She's the size of an average human mother. The crocodile falls in love with her. <laughs> and her kid is Cream the rabbit. Yeah. So which just sounds really disturbing as well. It's a whole sentence. Wave the swallow from Sonic Riders. She swallows. With two very long and smooth feathers <laughs> extending from her head to her calves and droopy eyes, Wave will rock your socks. With her droopy, droopy eyes. There's Wave. Yeah, you, you, gotta, you gotta like those droopy eyes. Yeah. From Sonic to go. call the Echidna from Sonic Adventure 1. Named after an ancient Mayan city of the same name, to call is the daughter of Chief Pakakamak. She's yet another <laughs> character that hardly does what? a thing. That's Who? Chief Pakakamak. You've never heard What'd of Chief Pakakamak? <laughs> city of the yes. same name. She's from Chief Pakakamak's clan. <laughs> it's oh, like, okay. Just listen to the clip. To call is the daughter of Chief Pakakamak. She's yet another character that hardly does a thing. That's why she's number six. Mm. That's why she's well, number they six. Do, they do like these girls who don't do anything but stand around and look pretty, don't they? Now, I need Isn't to not a little mi misogynist. No, wait, you're completely wrong. They like the females who stand around and don't do anything. <laughs> yes, no, you're oh, right. They're the all females. females. The females. Uh, here's number five. Mina Mongoose. How could you go wrong with a girl who looks like this? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Got to Google that. <laughs> like <one>. what? <laughs> like this. Did you hear him? Here we go. We got Blaze. <laughs> Blaze the cat at number four. Blaze the cat. I mean, Blaze could play around in the Himalayas for hours and she would be perfectly fine. Also, her 45 degree ponytail makes her look like a Native American. But what really lands Blaze <laughs> in the number four spot is that her attitude is apparently more different from the other females. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Her attitude is apparently more different. She's more different than the other females. There you go. Here's what I did does know. This, does this guy not have any synonyms for female? You don't know, like, girl, woman, chick. 
lady, yeah. <laughs> uh, missus. I I think uh, what are what are some other ones? Doll, doll. <laughs> hey you, hey you work sometimes. Hey you, hey bitch. <laughs> yeah, bitches. Yeah, why is it not like like dig the. Dig these animal bitches. There we go. There's a stop for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go. Number three. What's better than having a female with cascading quills? Anyone. You already heard the answer. How about a female with cascading quills and hair? Julie Sue, the echidna. She's smart. She's also the girl of Knuckles' dreams. <laughs> Lucky him. Herself is just downright hot. Just look at that long ponytail. Yeah, that's right. She's got a long ponytail. Okay, okay. Honestly, I can say yes. Ponytails really make a girl sexy. Here we go with uh, Sally Acorn. Uh, I, 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 I'm, totally, I'm totally with Keon on that. <laughs> I want to say that later. I want to say Sally was my number one pick. Yeah. So I was close. I mean, come on. I'm going to drop a picture. How could you resist? Uh, All right. You got the picture in chat. Let's listen to the clip. (laughs) One, two, button my shoe. Princess Sally Acorn. She's the heir to the throne. Sonic's first official romance. The only character that used to not wear clothes. The princess (laughs) is also a semi-perfect example of an excellent love interest. Sally Acorn really stands out amongst the slew of females. She grew very long hair and married Sonic in the future. (laughs) Okay, yeah, well, okay, um... <laughs> wait, wait, do you think she, do you she think comes, once she comes off looking almost like a stripper in that picture you put in? Well, well she's wearing clothes. Think... Is it weird that she looks less she's, like a she's stripper? Wearing, when she's, naked? she's wearing tall boots <laughs> and a vest, and that's it. And it's an open vest. This it looks is like, like a denim totally vest. Totally a stripper costume. <laughs> I wear stripper costumes all the time. <laughs> if that's a denim There's a stomp. <laughs> if that's a denim vest, she's wearing denim boots too. Good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and I've never and? seen those. <laughs> and all that's and all that's missing from this picture is turn that lectern she's at into a fucking stripper pole and it would look more it would look more proper. I mean there's even like the fucking purple like what do you call them? Curtains behind her. Like this is oh, yeah. totally a strip show. Uh, I think she's the princess lecturing from her lectern. Let's go with Let me... the... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I, you know, so they just said, how to be a hoe. <laughs> so they were talking about Sally and Sonic getting married in the future. In is the there, future. A, is there like that post honeymoon phase where they stop having sex and Sonic's like, "Hey, do you want to go have sex?" And Sally's like, "Nah, I'm good for tonight. I'm too tired." And then Sonic comes back. He's like, "Gotta go fap." <laughs> oh, there's a stop. Too. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Are we ready for the number one? We're ready for the number one. I'm gonna hit you with a cue. Okay, this is just the cue. You've seen a pyrokinetic cat, two gorgeous echidnas, and even a princess. Who could possibly top those kinds of females? Well, get ready, folks. This is the number one hottest Sonic the Hedgehog female character. And who is it? Anyone? It's got to be it's a... It's going to be a... Rouge the Bat, isn't it? Yeah. Uh... Rouge the Bat. If anybody denies it, how dare you? How dare you? This woman can fly and is a femme fatale <laughs> seducing other characters. Instead of having one love interest, she has two. There actually have been situations oh. where Rouge's cleavage has been exposed. Oh, no. But it eventually got censored. What oh, a no. price to pay. And who wouldn't want to fly across the landscape, be as strong as Sean Johnson, and flirt with any male anytime, anywhere? My hat goes off to you, Sonic Team USA. Be as strong as Sean Johnson. Would you want to be as strong as Sean Johnson? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Why would I want to be as strong as Sean Johnson? Oh my god. I only have one comment for this, and I know that you guys have only one kind of specific rule, but Rouge could give me COVID-19 anytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, here's, here's, the, here's what the, the end of the clip says. You've stolen my dreams and my childhood. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my ding, God. Ding. Rouge, Rouge smells like shame and daddy issues. Uh oh, and smells like I smell like alcohol and bad decisions. We could get along. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Oh, good, good to hear that, uh, Carblanes. She oh, says she feels so empowered to know there are so many females in Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, females. Hey, I got a supercut. I. I didn't get them all because there were too many, but I got some of them. So here's the compilage. Who could possibly top those kinds of females? Females. 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 A female with a female. Female. Females. Female Sonic. There you go. <laughs> the only way this would have been better is if they said all the women at women next to characters of uh, Sonic. <laughs> I can't even say it right. Wemexlin? Wemexlin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God! Is Sally Acorn a uh, is a uh, Latinx? She's a is that true? Hard, she's a hardcore radical f- feminist. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's the she's the most elite stripper animal you will ever meet. Same thing. How dare you? <laughs> oh God! Oh Lord! What do we do on I this know. show? I'd you be know like, what? You know what? This this is material that would have been best saved for next episode because that's episode sixty nine. Is it? Is it? Because yeah, I, I. You know what we can do is we can arbitrarily change our show number to sixty nine if we want. We can just skip sixty eight oh, yeah. altogether. Well, didn't somebody else do that? What? Huh? Aren't you? Huh? Aren't you? Aren't you huh? in charge of the RSS feed? I don't see like, huh? why that wouldn't be a problem. Oh, it would make well, sense. Boobs. Why did you skip episode 68? I, th- I thought our cycles were lined up. I even I actually, did a bit. Okay. I, I actually have a clip for that. Oh. Pocket sand. Ah! All right. It's been episode 16, <laughs> 68 of Rare Encounter. <laughs> Hope you guys have enjoyed the production tonight. <laughs> oh, I was very confused. I was very confused when uh, you did episode 69 the other day. Uh, it was called Nut Scrape. Nut Scrape. Which, yes. Cor- based off of a... Uh, what Quirk has used to deem Netscape. Netscape. <laughs> Nutscape. I, I used to call it that too back when I was a huge Internet Explorer fanboy. Back yeah. in the back in the IE four days. You think that's what But at the time, I mean Internet Explorer four blew Netscape four right out of the water. I I think it's kind of beautiful because our episode sixty nines are literally gonna be sixty nining. Don't don't you think that's kind of a just a gorgeous thing? Doesn't it kind of just very erotic? Doesn't it fill your phone holes with warm? I want to, I want to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're we're gonna be filling fun holes, that's for sure. Oh my god! Well, that was a great fun episode with Quirkcast. I was so glad to hear her on a podcast. And we're still waiting for the Quirkcast. I'm throwing in my hat. Where's my hat? Oh, I already threw it in. For the Quirkcast has to be a regular occurring podcast. I think that would be a great yes. asset for I the will, No I will, stream. I would pay good money. Uh, we, what else do I we will, have going on? I will say, uh, this is kind of a recent development, but, uh, 
We are gonna have a new regular on the show, which is kind of exciting. Oh, really? Ooh. Mm-hmm. What well, kind of other what? than Corcus? <gasps> oh nice! boy. So so what you're saying is she'll be on every show? Uh that's the plan. Oh my god. This is great. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Some, somehow you won the Quirkus draft. I didn't even know we were going to have one. Wait. We... <laughs> scooped like haagen Scooped like haagen uh, Speaking of scooped, I had some stories that got scooped, too, by uh, Bowl After Bowl. Uh, Dame DeLorean brought in a uh, couple things. Let me pull them up. Uh, what was it? Uh, the, the Ohio license plates. That was the one. I was going to do a whole story on this and whatever. Then it came up on no agenda. I said, oh, well, fine, okay. And I did it. I'm still going to do it because, you know, we got a couple days between us. But then that came up last night on Bull After Bull. So I was cutting the story. So there, touche. Yeah, North, North Carolina, the, uh, the plates used to say first in flight. Uh, I think all of them did, unless it was like a custom plate. Yeah. Ohio says mm. birthplace of aviation. I'm looking at this picture, and if you want my hot take, it kind of looks like they attached a flamethrower to the front of the fucking plane. <laughs> that would be fucking baller, you know, Wilbur and all. That would be. Wilbur! <laughs> Get the flaming fl- waffin. <laughs> they got the fucking, what was it, Flight of the Valkyries playing? <laughs> That's some mad. That's some Mad Max shit. That, that right? would mean that would have made World War One aerial combat so much more awesome. <laughs> forget, forget machine guns. The fucking pilots flying at each oh other, like God. trying to burn the other planes out of the sky. Get closer, the flamethrower only reaches twenty five feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Yeah, there's Ohio with bad art. They had the uh, the banner flying the wrong direction. Okay, yeah. Sure. And I think the story, the reason Ohio claims that they're the uh, birthplace of aviation is because the Wright brothers had their shop in Dayton, though they did all their test flight stuff at Kitty Hawk because the the, uh, steady airflow from the sea breeze allegedly was pretty good, yeah. Coastal air. Right there in the Outer Banks. There's two states with nothing better to do. Right, like, come on, Ohio. That's that's Only all you got two? going for you. Actually, if you count two, well, I think Brazil's in it too because Brazil isn't there. Some guy in Brazil or some shop down there's we invented the airplane. Do you remember that? Oh, Brazil mm. claims that about everything. They had a they had a whole show. I think it was at the Olympics, maybe eight years ago. Well, it wouldn't have been eight. You know, it was probably two cycles ago where they had. Um, yeah, they had a a bit in the opening ceremony because the the Olympics were hosted down there. Where they had a guy catapult launch a plane off a ramp and glide around the stadium. You know, it was part of their thing. This, oh, look, and we invented the airplane. And, you know, all the Americans roll their eyes. But anyway, Bowl After Bowl had their episode. Well, shit, was that 110 or was that after that? That was October 26th. Yeah, that was yesterday. Um, oh, and there's a photo of Spencer in the beanie hat <laughs> on their site. Oh, oh nice. nice. So to, I haven't seen that yet. Go to bowlafterbowl.com and click on that episodes button. You can see a photo of uh, Sir Spencer with his <laughs> pinwheel beanie hat. So, oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. So going back, going back to some more history, there was something numismatical that you had in your notes that... Look, look pretty interesting to me. Give me two seconds. I'm going to finish this stuff up. I got Hog Story had their uh, Maps oh, with Matt episode. Yet. Matt the Mapper. 
was on, and that was That's a good show. That's true, they did. And then they All had All sorts a, of Matt questions. Yeah, and then they had... It's always thrilling to me when they have... Uh, or, or when Matt shows up anywhere, and then they ask him, like, a serious question, or almost... Sometimes they'll even ask him a goofy question, then he just rattles off a serious answer, like, that, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, okay. He really is a cartographer. He really knows what he's talking about. I love it. Just off the cuff. You know, it's... it's uh, one of my favorite parts of the show is is whenever he's on anything is when he just rattles stuff off, map stuff, map trivia, and that was snowed nuts. That was uh, two twenty nine, and they most recently had their episode with all the with all the Alice in Wonderland clips and the C.S. Lewis talk. That was uh, episode two thirty, which just happened the other night. I listened to that one live. That Isn't was... C.S. Lewis uh, Lion Witch and Wardrobe? I think it's uh... oh um, Lewis Carroll. Yes, the uh, yeah, sorry, books. Sorry, Lewis Carroll. No, no, not that. That's right. That's right. Lewis Carroll, the Alice in Wonderland. Wrong, wrong, Lewis. Uh, <laughs> Lewis Car- Carroll is yeah. Alice in Wo- Wonderland. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that was two thirty. Yeah. Cooked. It's C.S. Lewis, who's the who's the Narnia dude. Yeah, I did like that uh, that UNICEF portion that they did about the history of trick or treating and the and the gotcha scam with the kids. Oh yeah. Uh, fuck! 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 Mm. Fuck the UN. <laughs> <laughs> And the only thing I had left... Oh, shit, I had a bunch of stuff in the podcast thing. I had uh, Angry Tech News, eighth episode is out, um, with uh, Ryan Bemrose, uh, talking about the Argentinian data breach and the supply chain attack stuff. And I don't want to get into it now, but I've always... I, I like that it's being reported, because like, the supply chain attack has always just seemed to me like the most obvious flaw with going out to the internet and just download whatever it gives you. Um Every time that you, uh, you know, install something or, or build your project, it's something I've thought about a lot kind of professionally. It was, uh, do I really want to rely on this or do I, do I need to back up all my dependencies locally and make sure I don't get fucked up by someone else? But uh, anyway, Angry Tech News scratches the itch. Like we were talking, was that before the show, I think? Angry Tech News. Uh, Abs in a Six-Pack also had a can recent I, episode. I'm, oh, go ahead. Can I just say real quick, Sir Bemrose? I like the cats in there. It's oh, a yeah. nice it's a nice seasoning. Yeah, the cats can be made more palatable by just shoring it up a little bit. That's my two cents on it, is sometimes the cats would seem like they just go on. There's there's an extra meow in the mix uh, that's maybe a little bit louder than it needs to be and a little bit longer, and it, it ruins the flow, I think. Because people complain about stuff. They often don't know why they don't like something, but they know they don't like it. I don't hate the cats. I just think that there's a, uh, um, you know, the clip could be a little tighter. If the cats were tighter, man. If it was a tighter pussy, we, it would work just fine. I always had this vision for doing an animated grumpy old Benz, and I, I wanted to animate Darren as Darren and then Sir Bemrose as a cat in a robe with a cup of coffee. <laughs> that was my you vision for that's it. That's not what he actually looks like. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 art speaking the truth. <laughs> <laughs> my my last bit I threw in, I got so much podcast stuff today, uh, was Absent a Six Pack. They had their episode 113, which <laughs> you can see planets. You all were listening to this live, right? Oh, my God. Flying through the Tim Allen belt, man. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I tuned into this shit. I didn't. I tuned in. I don't know. It was like 20 minutes in or something like that. And all I heard was Metis, Dave Metis, prank calling planetariums. And I, I thought, is this the right stream? It was wonderful. I love that. <laughs> I did. 
didn't right. know what to think for the first because I didn't hear anyone else. It was just I turned it on. It was him talking to a planetarium asking stupid questions. And uh, he's what? the he's the only one that had to use his real name. Everybody yeah. else <laughs> got secret <Yeah>. identities. <laughs> oh my god! It was it was great. The Tim Allen Balchio is a good one. Looking for the fir- <laughs> Furniment base curriculum. <laughs> Furniment first. Furniment first. <laughs> oh boy! There's your rundown for podcasts uh, this week. Did uh, did you get a chance to listen to that after dark dispatch? No. Uh, yeah, uh, Ratchet, or as he goes on the show, or Oscar Screw he's got a show, it's, uh, it's kind of, it reminds me the most of Nick the Rat, but it's all chaos, no breaks, and I, I like, I like shows like that, uh, OzarksAfterDark.com, I think is the website, great name, Ozarks After Dark, oh, love it, good show, y'all should check it out. Hmm. <coughs> oh my. Uh, he said, check I missed the cop it out, there. not check out hit the wrong cough button there um yeah the tim yeah, allen it sounded belts. like you were checking out not checking it out the uh tim <laughs> the tim tim allen belts got to me oh yeah <laughs> yeah that was, that was that was so beautiful the tim allen belt <laughs> this is a goofy episode i, I liked it. i liked the part where <laughs> sir sir seat sitter was like oh right we called a planetarium <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I was in chat. I, I was disappointed in one thing, which was if I was prank calling a planetarium, I would talk about full dome as much as I can, uh, which is the video format for planetariums and like places like the Omni Theater uh, stuff, IMAX. Like if you go to the Museum of Science in Boston, they have a big Omni Theater screen, but it's not full dome. And this is what you can knock about the place because it's a giant like wraparound screen, but it's it's not. 180 degrees of video like a planetarium and some planetariums mm. cheat on even that so what you got to do when you're hack when you're uh heckling planetariums continually ask is that a full dome show are you sure it's full dome i just want to be making sure that this is a we're gonna see a full dome here you know <laughs> i i my, can't i can't do stuff like that and imax is just too much uh too much screen i get sick man motion if, sick you ever want to see some funny shit there's full dome open source planetarium programs and i think most of them are made by uh let's say people who shouldn't be making them <laughs> it's like bad <laughs> programs but they're in full dome there's some website I, sh- I should dig that up and we should do a show on it full is there a full dome hentai show oh yeah hey, you get to see <laughs> everything there is there's a hentai for everything <laughs> oh god if you look to your left you can see inside one of those. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. The full dome. <laughs> All right, what do we got? Um, we got a rare coin that was found in New England, courtesy of uh, Cotton Gin sent this story in to me. Um, this is about a really old coin that was found. Welcome back. A coin older than America could be worth 300,000 modern dollars and... It has ties to New Hampshire. Yeah, check out this silver one-shilling coin. It was minted in Boston in the 1600s. That mint was created in 1652 for early settlers in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, but it was shut down by King Charles II, who considered Mm. it treasonous. Mm. The coin was found by the father of Wentworth Beaumont. That's an early member of the Wentworth, uh, who became prominent in the Granite State. Yeah, so there's they have some tangential connection to New Hampshire and the station's WMUR, which is the local news station. So, 
even though it was found in Massachusetts and minted in Massachusetts, they're like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> That's the, ours. <laughs> the grandfather of the guy who uh, who had it, you know, might have lived up here. So, uh. Uh, fact check false. America was actually founded in 1619. This coin is not older than America. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those early, uh, early coins. It's a racist coin. <laughs> 1652 is what they say. So 1652. Now they say in there that. Well, hold on. 16, 1652. There wasn't, there wasn't a king to rule on this sort of thing in the first place. That was during the Commonwealth era. Right. Cause. Because uh, Cromwell and his cronies took over in 49, and then Cromwell's son, because he couldn't do shit after his father died, just gave up, and uh, Parliament invent- invited uh, Charles I's son, Charles II, back, and the Restoration was 1660s. So this was during, this was during that interregnum, during which time I'm pretty sure they, the the uh, royalty didn't have a say in whether it was treasonous or not. Hmm. Well, it was it was 30 years later. Uh, it looks like 1682 that uh, King Charles II shut it down. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah, so it was, that... it was minted when no one was looking. Is what what's going on here? Uh, it was continued to be minted. They continued minting after that as well. Apparently. But it took a while. It took a while for Charles to find out that this was happening. Obviously, because that would have been in his twenty-first or twenty-second year of his reign in England. Now, isn't Techni- there's- technically technically he was declared king in Scotland after his father was beheaded? But everybody counts by his. His actual years of real reigning instead of just titular. And so everybody considers the start of his reign to be 1660 rather than 1649. Wasn't there a story about, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was, someone brought over uh, uh, from America. They got a bunch of these coins that were being minted by all the different colonies. And they brought a bunch of them over to England and they showed them to the, to the king and he lost his shit is how the story went. I'm trying to remember what the details were. Are you familiar with that story? I no, am not, I'm actually. not actually yeah. familiar with that particular story. Because they actually brought it, brought over some of these coins, you know, as, and that was how they found out. That's how he found out that they were minting uh, coins in his, uh, instead of using his uh, his bullshit. And he uh, apparently it didn't go over well, I think is the story. No. <laughs> Sounds like it did not. I need to find Maybe. that. It's, it's written down. That's written history. Uh, it was, I wish I remember the guy's name who, who did it, but uh, it doesn't matter. I think I think this is audio of the king's reaction. I could be wrong. Oh, he's just a quiet fella, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought I thought he sounded something like this. Ow! It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I may uh, not have my soundboard, but I do have my screaming goat toy. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Woo! <Woo-hoo-hoo. laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got through the uh, the strawberry pop tart. We got through the rare coin. We got through the six gags diet. Ohio license plates. People eating tasty oh, animals. Do you want a hoof blaster? Give me a hoof blaster. What the fuck's a hoof it's blaster? It's five hundred seventy nine ninety seven. A what? But it has eighty nine different effect types, and it does not exist. What? Wait, what? 
<laughs> yeah, we're we're back to we're back to fooling around with uh with GANs, you know, the or other these X does not exist. So somebody came up with this guitar pedal does not exist. Okay. So what's that? <laughs> oh, this guitar oh, pedal does can... not exist. Yeah. Oh fuck, it's Hoof Blaster. Okay, so the Hoof Blaster is the name of the, the guitar pedal. A new flavor yeah. of chorus. I wonder if your stomper's in there somewhere. My stomper? Uh, I don't know. Well, no, it exists, so it wouldn't be. So what's the deal with the Hoof Blaster? It doesn't exist, but you could buy it. No, nah, it doesn't exist. None of them exist. Hmm. But this, genera- this, generates, uh, this generates a name, a price, a tagline, a description, and an image of what the pedal <laughs> oh, looks like. This is fun. Holy shit. So I got Super Dirty Goose. I hit the make another one. I got the Super Dirty Goose pedal. You can always on chorus stomp box. It's got an input, a send, and an output. Its two knobs are gate and blend. And the, the stomp, when you stomp it, says Super Dirty Goose. Oh, my. Very interesting. That sounds that sounds pretty lewd. It looks like... It's a- it took me a hot second to get caught up, but I see what's going on here. Yeah, now. It's, I, I was very, <laughs> I was very confused. But what Cold Acid brought to the party is a procedurally generated guitar pedal website, where you go to the page and it gives you a procedurally generated image of a guitar pedal with like plugs and and knobs and stuff on it. It gives you a price, a name, and then a description, which is just word salad. Now, in a more convenient single-pedal format, the dual-mode TYN418 is an even-reverb stomp box you'll never take off your board. Yeah, it sounds like marketing copy for one of these things. Yes. That's what I, yes, uh, this giant red dispatch deluxe, this effects pedal is bleak rattle mastermind Steve Earle's take on iconic <laughs> red equalization, <laughs> best known for its analog-modeled EQ. Oh, God. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I like this website. And there's another, there's another site that I found recently that I started playing with called This Word Does Not Exist. This and word. it actually comes up with some pretty neat words, but the, but the meanings that it comes up for them, not so good. For example, I got here the adjective oblivatory. And, the, and what it says is denoting a passage from verse to music between words and arrangements that typically precede the whole verse. But oblivatory, that that sounds like oblivious and lavatory. Hmm. Hmm. So it could be like, it could be mean like, like it could be an adjective that has something to do with, uh, with Joe Biden, you know, shitting himself <laughs> without realizing it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just clipping, I'm clicking through some of these. Uh, I'm not saying that one. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> snooker pole. I got a snooker pole. Is a large southeast. That sounds South dirty. European, it's a large southern European crane, like a bird. <laughs> oh dear. That's kind of kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I like these dumb things. They're they're amusing. Slackman. I definitely Slackman's a real word. <laughs> I've known Slackman myself. Yeah. Uh, Slack. Fl- oh, go ahead. Flipstream: the currents or flow of living things. Hmm. It's it's so, gentle. So some of these are just stupid. Like I got back resting machine. Okay, like those are real words, Doug. Yeah. 
It's just a back resting machine. Now it's a machine that doesn't exist. Microgliosis. <laughs> oh, oh, I got man, man flesh. That's a, that's a man word. flesh. Man flesh. Yo, hit the, hit, hit the lip. Hit the link button and paste that one into the chat. I don't know where is the link button. Man flesh. <laughs> There's link new words right the menu, here under the definitions. <laughs> Meat's back on the menu. Yes. <laughs> Can we do a whole podcast like this? Can you? I don't know. I might be able to. <laughs> oh, I could probably do one of these too. Oh, man flesh. Man flesh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Make a person fat. Make to man flesh fat. them, huh? <laughs> I need more coffee. <coughs> yes, Lordy. I would like it. Good lord. <laughs> I need me. more buttery, syrupy coffee, okay? I put butter in butter syrup in my coffee today. That is uh, kind of disgusting. Butter syrup? I mean, what? I I, I like black coffee and putting dairy product in it just sounds bad to me. Butter is even. Oh, worse. okay. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't, gives... I don't think butter is a good idea for, for coffee, but I do like my milk and sugar in it. Have milk you... and sugar in your coffee. There we go. Hey, is that coming? Is that coming out on Ablecraft? I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably coming out on Ablecraft. I don't know what the I had this All I'm saying it, I use this once, I plugged it in, it's been plugged in the whole time, sucking up juice in my rack, and man, it's sucking up a lot of juice in my rack, but I never use it. Hey, I got to, I actually got a, uh, a new piece of equipment to suck on some juice. I thought about debuting it on, on your show, of course, today, uh, but then I ended up changing my mind. I was like, May, maybe uh, Evil Kirby wouldn't appreciate me trying out a new piece of equipment, you know, within hours of purchasing it. Well, you know, <laughs> you can always, when you get used to the dildo, you can pass it on to someone on the, someone on the show. Uh, uh, but I picked up a Motu MK4 today. Oh, found one in town. Nice. Congratulations. Yep. I actually had a fucking music go round of all things. I and, would- uh, I was able to get 50 bucks off of it, so I paid $450 for it. So I've read that those can have latency over USB on Windows in the three millisecond range. And I want to know if you can actually get that or not, because I've seen the claim, but I've never seen anyone who, you know, tested it in what looked like a structured way. Like, we really checked it, and it's really under three milliseconds. I think it's more like people get the product, they plug it in, and they say, hey, it sounds good, must be under, th- you know, it must be true. Um, when you must get that. Must be fucking nice. Yeah. I, I want, I'm very interested to nice. know. I'm very interested to know if you can get real-time sounding audio, you know, into the computer, processed, and then back out to the headphones within three milliseconds. That'd be great. I, I guess the easiest way to test that would be with a instrument of some sort right uh i'm i'm down to try anything out yeah, honestly i'm gonna you know, bug I, you I just and need... we'll, we'll come up with a you use reaper right uh i've got it downloaded i haven't introduced it to the main flow yet uh, um i've got a i've got a way to test latency i won't bring it up now because it's it's not right for the show but uh mm-hmm. I'll, I'll i'll give you a test procedure that we can use nice. to, to actually find out what the true latency of it is and uh, I'm actually planning on using it in tandem with the Roadcaster. I think I got a pretty cool idea. I'm going to use some uh, uh, some stereo cable and, and 
and run outputs from the Mo2 into the channel, the the microphone inputs on the Rodecaster. So I can use like four different channels from the mix player that I use for clips and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it works. I got to go get the cables. The only thing about the Rodecaster that kind of the stereo support for that kind of thing sucks because what you have to do is run those two inputs into the roadcaster, but there's no way to pan one left and pan one right. Right. So you can't say, Oh, I'm going to take channel three and four on the roadcaster and turn that into one stereo bus. It cannot be done. Not with the firmware they give you anyway. So, yeah. And, and there's that, uh, we were kind of talking in the back channel about this, but, uh, I, I think you said it was the DAC, the digital to audio converter. A digital to analog. Or converter. analog, yes. Sorry. Uh, it's got a really nasty whine to it, and I haven't been able to get rid of it without the noise gate, but then I lose a lot of, like, you know, quiet stuff in, in fade-outs and whatnot. It just drops out. That's a problem with old, especially laptop sound cards. What they did is they moved all the hardware on the motherboard, and it's okay. Like, you can get away with it, but when you try and do professional audio or professional-esque audio like we do we're kind of prosumers with this stuff the mm. that mm. that emi from the power supply usually it's the switch mode power supply that's inside the laptop um like charging the battery and stuff if you disconnect the power cord sometimes it goes away and sometimes if you lock the processor in the windows power settings you can go and set the minimum processor um use rate like what what windows will do is when you're not using 100 percent of all the cycles that that are possible on every core on your cpu well it, it just drops them like it doesn't it, it drops the cpu usage down to like eight percent or something like that is the way it shows it to you to save power but that continually switching on and off of oh well this core all these cores are on now they're off it's doing stuff now it's not doing stuff that causes tiny little surges inside the uh, motherboard that can propagate to the DAC2. And mm. so one of the ways you can get rid of it is you set the minimum processor uh, usage in Windows to 100%. <laughs> so it's always on full blast all the time. And if you do it, <laughs> when I did that on my old laptop, it was great. Got rid of all the noise. Now the laptop overheated in about 22 minutes, but <laughs> but it, uh, it worked just fine for that lug. So there's <laughs> audio on a laptop sucks. Putting it on a uh, USB like the Motu is probably the best thing that you can do. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I applaud you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, special thanks to Darren O for taking the time to have a conversation with me about it. And it was either between this or an Allen and Heath uh, Z USB console, but mm. I got to look in and, and I found out that the USB didn't work the way that I was hoping. I was hoping that I could have access to all the channels to route however I wanted to. But uh, it, it's only one USB channel on the consoles, which is not really ideal at the moment. Hmm. But yeah, Aaron I mean, is good is good people when it comes to audio stuff. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, he was the one that helped me uh, f uh, pick out this microphone. It's a Samsung Q2U. I've been really happy with it. It's a good travel microphone. Yep. Um, yeah. When I when I stop being a cheap ass and use proper microphone instead of Snowball. He's going to be the first person I ask for support. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. you. You know what you should do, Cold Acid? No, no, no diss, <laughs> on, no diss on you, Abel Kirby, but... You know, you know what mean, you should do? Darren, Darren No has, has established himself in, in the crowd as, like, 
the guy to talk to for microphones if you don't have Adam Curry's budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should get noted up so that you can receive stats to put towards a new microphone. Hey, Boost me, be, bitch. That yeah, would be great. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, won't it be great? Yeah. Well, I told, I told nice. you, it's already on the shopping list, damn it. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I'm sorry. That and a bigger S- rack. A bigger rack, man. Because you the rack a- I have right now is... It's just a little too small. You gotta get a big rack, big juicy rack. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, sir, sir, seat sitter. Uh, I know we're kind of getting close to time, but he told me that he was going to be really pissed if I didn't bring this to the show tonight. Okay, so but mute he- you is what you're saying. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> this isn't my phone. My last phone call to bowl after bowl from last night, but uh, no, he said that uh, he absolutely needs to hear the. Uh, uh, Tony Fauci to Bill Gates call. <laughs> and I believe Lavish, if I'm not mistaken, has a script already. And he wants, he really wants to make this a thing and stressed how, uh, how John had said it would be really good material uh, when he did that 100th episode. So, Mr. Bill Gates, I just got one question for yeah. you. Are you game? Are you bad? Are you fat? If you I don't know what, it, game, what more to ask. If you want games, I have an Xbox I can sell you. <laughs> you ain't bad. You ain't bad. Get anything before time. Okay. We could probably slip something else in. Yeah, yeah. Really I, I mean, I mean, there's a, yeah, a couple, a couple more things. Uh, first, first of all, this is something that I've been trying to get out for a little while now, uh-huh. but I finished reading the Haru Suzumiya light novels, all, all 11 volumes of them. That includes the new one. And the last one was just a, a short story collection, really. Well, really well, some two of those. short stories and a novella, but it definitely leaves open the possibility that there will be more Haru Suzumiya novels in the future. I just want to see more Haruhi Suzumiya anime. I mean, they left it at season two. I would two, like that you know? too, but I don't think I don't think that's going to happen at this point. Jeez, well, Kyo you know. has moved on has moved on quite a bit from those times, and I believe some of the people that were actually involved in production, yeah, of, died. of the show, yeah, yeah, the uh, or were the murdered. Attack. I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boobs. Do you know so, about that story, the Kyo story that we're we're referencing there was a studio Mm-mm. called Kyoto Animation, which uh, had some history. They I think still they exist. It's not. It's not a. They there was. There well, is. There is the. Um, they they did a bunch of shows. They did Haruhi Suzumiya, which uh, really put them on the map. Well, I think they were on the map before, but that was like their break, big big breakout hit. And they had Lucky Star and a bunch of other things. K On was another big one they did. And how long ago is this? Maybe four five years ago now. Someone, some fan, yeah, someone broke into their office and their office is just like, it's a building in Japan where the animators and the directors and uh, the animators who they don't outsource two years ago, two years, geez, it was only two years ago. They July, July 18, 2019. It didn't have great fire egress, which is important when you find out that, uh, someone broke in. It's an arson attack. Yeah. They had an arson attack where someone went in. Poured gasoline all over the first floor and lit it on fire, and the whole building burned down. I and do remember I this. Killed a bunch of people who, who turns out, I, I can't remember w- what the list was, but they were, you know, just 
people at their job. Make it anime. Yeah. 30, 36 killed, another 33 uh, injured, not counting the suspect himself. Yeah. And destroyed a lot of KyoAni material. So, that a lot of the old um, Kyoto animation properties, like Hari Suzumiya, it's a little iffy if they're going to get continued or not, because they'd have to basically continue stuff that started before the fire, you know? It's it's almost like they're a different studio. Right, kind of well, not, they, not they recasting kind of the talent. They were studio even, even before the fire. And the, t- the talent wasn't affected, or at least the vocal talent wasn't affected by this, because of how they do voice actors. Well, I mean, you know, you, how they it, do the, like, you still have all the creatives. But, uh, yeah. You know? It's not like the voice cast has it's cubicles, still, yeah. you know? They come in and they record, but it was, yeah, it was like the, the checkers, the QC guys, the writers, the directors, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Storyboarders, I'd imagine. Yeah. Everything it takes to make animation yeah. these days. Did the, uh, did that dude, the, uh, the arson attacker survive? I'm not seeing it. Yeah, he did. He, they, they arrested, apparently they arrested him in may of last year because they couldn't do that while he was in the in the icu because he he ended up like life-threatening burns all over him and he was formally indicted in december so the 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 court like it hasn't come up to the court yet but i mean essentially essentially if he if he isn't able to get off on a mental illness plea, which would have him stuck in jail for the rest of his life probably anyways, he'll be one of the people who gets stuck on Japan's death row, which moves very slowly but does exist. Yep. Wow. In fact, in fact, Amnesty International has complained about Japan's death row because of how long people are on it before their execution actually comes up. Based the attack off of revenge, allegedly, because he felt like the studio yeah. ripped off some of his ideas. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. It was all fucked up, and they had the, um, a lot of the American anime companies had fundraisers they would direct people to, a lot of promotional emails. If, if you were on any of the mailing lists for any of these companies or sites, you got that in your inbox, where they said, yeah, we're doing relief funds, you know, here's, uh, here's, where you should go and uh, put something into the collection plate for these guys because they were, it was just a fucked up kind of week, you know, when that happened. Mm. But yeah, mm, we gotta close this out on a on a happy note. I think that was a sad story. It's it's over, you know. It's well, a couple of years old. Yeah, I've got kind of sad. There's one other thing though. One other story that I wanted to bring up. I didn't want to get onto the whole onto the whole like Kyoani fire fire like arson attack. The other thing that I wanted to bring up came out of your notes, and it's the fact that if you are if you are a oh where did I have this? God if damn you're it! You're a podcast. Everything's host. going wrong for me. If you are an archaeologist, a dominatrix, or <laughs> Devo, they won't let you in Reno no more. I know what this story is. Yes, <laughs> this is Reno, Nevada. Oh, uh, boobs, do you have your whip? 
arrest that motherfucker because whips are now illegal in Reno, Nevada. Boop, boop. <laughs> Crack uh, that whip. Uh, there unless you go. you're in Reno. Now, the reason that Reno, Nevada's uh, city council is now prohibiting people from possessing whips. The reason given was because they're loud and I guess people are walking around cracking whips all the time. They think it's annoying. Uh, not so much that people are getting hurt. Um, but the attorney, Carl Hall, gives the quote, which I put in my notes, which says, this is just common sense whip control. Whip control. <laughs> what, what's common sense about whip control? Whip control. I would cool. like to whip. point out in the Reason.com article, if you take a look at the picture, they featured at the top of the article, it's supposed to be a fedora and a whip at first glance, right? Mm-hmm. Then what's this safari hat bullshit and a fucking riding crop? I have no <laughs> idea. That, is that even a riding crop? It looks more like a little cat and nine tails to me. It could be. That might that's be like, what I was, That's like what the I sort meant. of thing that you'd expect from like a, like that's one of those like cheap whips you'd expect from like a discount dominatrix. It's like fucking big lots, Indiana Jones. <laughs> Well, you know, Indiana Jones, he had, he, he had that move where uh, the other guy was showing off and he's, I, I can't remember, what do you have, a sword? He's spinning around. He's about to fight the guy. I can't remember what movie that was. Oh, that was Raiders. Yeah, he spinning his wave, shot the gun dude. around, yeah, and he just Raiders. pulls out his gun and shoots him. Yeah, he was uh, he was you know super why, ill right? that day. He was super ill that day. He was sick and didn't Harrison want to do the... Harrison Ford was suffering from dysentery during the filming of the movie. Dysentery? It was dysentery, and he just he just did not want to have to deal with any of that shit. So when we went to Spielberg, was like, you know what? Indy carries a gun as well. How about uh, how about I just shoot the guy and we continue on, and I, then I can go like spend the next hour on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. And Spielberg was like, oh fuck it, sure, why not? And so he shot him with a live round on set. And that was it. And that's how we end the show today. And if this show gave you dysentery, <laughs> then we're not liable, so don't even think about suing us. Uh, but until next time, I have been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. And check in the chamber before I pass it over. It's been Bootberry. Adios. I had a gun woman. But you lay down, honey, and die. Oh, I had a good woman. But she lay down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?